Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Love Your Life Podcast, your place to be for personal development, health and wellness, career and spirituality. And talking about spirituality, today's guest you're going to absolutely love. I fell in love with her when I first met her in a Facebook group. Her name is Piper Salon. She is a Mayan astrology reader. Now we've had someone that talked about astrology before, which was Jane, but this is a little bit different. She actually does the Mayan chart, which I wasn't really aware of until she brought it up in a Facebook group. And I was really intrigued on, hmm, what is that? And I ended up actually having a session with her about a week prior to this recording. And it was phenomenal. So I had asked her to come on the show. So again, she does a lot of readings that is a huge emphasis on the Mayan astrology chart to help you find your career paths and the style that you were born to have in your life. So it's really about like, what is the next steps? What is What were you born to actually do? What is that passion that you want to do? She is also trained to be a human design career coach. So she incorporates that along with her readings. So not only are you getting the reading, but you're also getting the human design factors along with it. So again, I'm super excited to have her on the show. I know that you are going to be intrigued. And if after listening to the show, you're like, hey, I want to take this one step further, take a look into a show notes where you can actually book a call with her at um, her website is sparkleenchant.com. But don't worry, I will put everything in the show notes. So let's welcome today's guest, Piper. Thank you, Piper, for joining us today on uh, my podcast. I am so delighted to have you on here. It was a pleasure actually um, utilizing your services about a week ago while I got my dream spell reading, and that was what sparked me to really want to have you on the podcast so that you can share your knowledge and wisdom on Mayan astrology to the listening audience. I think more people need to learn about this, um, so I'm really excited to have you on the show. So can you tell me a little bit on how you got into this field in the first place. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, Mayan astrology is. So maybe you want to combine, you know, answer both of them all in, all at once. Sure. So I got into Mayan astrology a couple of years ago. Um, I had a reading. It was a really basic reading. It just goes into um, the the dream spell specifically of just my birth date with no other information. Um, it would be the equivalent of getting a reading about your sun sign in Western astrology. Um, and it was only you know a 20-minute session, but it was really amazing to me how much information about 
like my personality, things about myself that I hadn't really thought about. But I was like, oh, like, yes, to all of that, <laughs> you know, which was just really strange. Like, how could this really, you know, thing I've never heard of before from South America, <laughs> middle South America, you know, like be giving me so much information. So the reader had um, reached out to me about, you know, a couple of weeks later just to say, you know, I don't, you know, if you're interested in doing a, you know, a fuller reading, let me know. Um, which I did. And then um, she had told me about in the reading um, that she, she had been um, setting up to teach Mayan astrology um, as a way for other people to learn about how to do readings. And, you know, if that was something I was interested in in the future to let her know. And um, I was, so I went through training with her, um, which was really awesome. She and I have complementary signs. We're each other's ally in the Mayan system. So it was really cool to learn from her because we have that perfect balance. Which was oh, really that, that's awesome. That, when I remember when I first met you, and I want to say that was in Sahara Rosehead, a Facebook group, correct? And you were offering at that time readings. The first small little mini session I had with you, I came out, I was like, oh my gosh, like this, all she knows is my name and my birthday. <laughs> she had, like, and I didn't say anything. I like, Usually when I get readings done, I, the first time I'm very quiet. I'm like, okay, I want to see how much this person can really tell for me. I don't want to like give off any vibes and we were just doing um, a zoom session so it's like you never met me before whatsoever but the things that you were saying were spot on and if you could see me on the other end you would have seen that I was like smiling the whole time like oh my gosh this is this is really freaky <laughs> how, how, how spot on it is um, so can you tell the listening audience a little bit more about Mayan astrology um, for those of that probably aren't even familiar with it at all Sure. So the the Mayan were people in sort of southern Mexico, middle America. They ranged somewhat, but they were a culture that largely was wiped out when Spaniards invaded, largely just because they wouldn't they wouldn't assimilate in the way that the Spaniards wanted them to, you know, i.e. convert and serve as our slaves essentially. So the majority of Mayans died out and or disappeared. And some of them survived, but when they married into other tribes, which is kind of how the knowledge of the Mayan um, has survived into modern day context. But the Mayan were a people who um, very little is left of them, except for huge, beautiful cities in the jungles. And what's really cool about them, um, which is relevant to Mayan astrology, is that if you map that where the city is, that's where it lines up perfectly, like too perfectly for it to be a coincidence. Oh. In fact, a high school student in Canada who was doing a project and he was looking at that kind of data, he was thinking it's really weird that there isn't a city right here because that would line up perfectly with this other star. And it, like, it's just weird that there isn't a city there. And he was really curious about it. And he ended up talking to an anthropologist. And anyway, long story short, they went to that location and there was a previously undiscovered Mayan city there in the jungle. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So the Mayans were really into the stars. <laughs> And Mayan astrology is essentially based in the belief that um, the Mayans were either themselves extraterrestrial beings or had extraterrestrial knowledge given to them. 
Um, but that the center of the universe is sending out information depending on when we're born. Um, we have a unique harmonic resonance that connects us to the center of the universe because no one human being could possibly take in all the information of the universe because we would implode immediately. <laughs> um, but it, by kind of dissipating it out among um, humanity, we're all able to obtain the information that we need to evolve as a species um, and for our planet to evolve. And so the Mayan astrology is kind of about tapping into that energy of like, how do you uniquely express the universe? And then, you know, so how does that help you live and give back to your community? I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and it's quite interesting because even this past year, I actually was in a beautiful meditation circle one of my now good friends, Heather, and she was talking about how she's um, Aztec and it made me do a little bit more research into my mother's side um, of the family, which are Tarascan Indians. And when I definitely looked into it was um, Tarascans were big um, enemies of the Aztec, not necessarily the Mayans, but when the Spaniards came around, as you were talking about, um, they really partnered up a lot with the Spaniards to kill off the remaining of the Aztecs. And I was like, oh, that's... It's lovely. <laughs> Had a lovely background right there. <laughs> um, but those are some of the ones that are still around and um, make up a huge part of uh, Mesoamerica, um, for sure, are the Tarascan Indians. Um, so it's really um, quite in interesting. And my grandmother on my mom's side um, is a descendant of the Spaniards. So uh, my grandfather was a, a Tarascan Indian. So that's where like my own personal lineage comes from. But I love I think that's the reason why the Mayan astrology resonated so well um, with me is because it was like a little piece of my own um, personal like family history all tied into it. Yeah. And the Mayans were largely neutral. So they probably have people who married into your ancestral line as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't very, um, it looked like, like there was no issue between the Mayans and Taraskans. It was just when I remember doing my research, it was like, yeah, you are fierce enemies of the uh, Aztec. And I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Like we <laughs> were just in constant battle with them. Um, so let me uh, dive a little bit more deeper into what is a dream spell? Because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. I mean, I had a reading with you and it was beautiful. Um, but if you can explain to the listening audience a little bit more about what is a dream spell. Everything in Mayan astrology is all about spirals. So everything is like, uh, you know, a smaller component of a bigger thing, of a bigger thing, of a bigger thing, of a bigger thing, to a, literally to a galactic level. So a dream spell specifically is any one day. It's the dream that we're born into on that day. And every day is a dream spell. So today, for example, is a white rhythmic dog dream spell day. Um, which is the energy of love, heart, and loyalty, along with like seeking justice and balance. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a like an Instagram post earlier today, and I was like, like it's Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I knew all about like being like, I'll just stick with you through anything, but we got to do what's right, you know. So it's it's that energy. So if someone was born on a right rhythmic dog day, which one of my friends was, then that's like that is their biggest personality emphasis. And then um, a dream spell, the term dream spell can be used a little more broadly to mean the dream spell in which you were born in 13 day cycle in which you were born. All of those factors play into um, 
who you are as a person. It's that none of them are going to have the same emphasis for you as your particular day in it, but they all have components kind of like in Western astrology, like you have a sun sign and I'm, I'm not going to get into all, there's so much debate about which thing is the most important thing in Western <laughs> astrological reading. Is it your rising sign? Is it your sun sign? Blah, blah, blah. Oh yes. I've heard of all of that. Yeah. And it's right. just now like, really, I've, and I've heard on other podcasts, like people would dispute one thing or the other thing. And it's just like, this is just, this is just a lot of confusing. I'm like, unless I'm actually studying right. this, I don't, I mean, does it really matter <laughs> that deeply? Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, the bottom line is, <laughs> you know, there, the, you, for most people, they will say your sun sign is the most significant thing about you. Um, and kind of, you know, and other things are important to varying degrees, <laughs> but the biggest thing is your sun sign. So kind of your day and your wave spell is that same principle as your sun sign. But the rest of the wave spell would be kind of like the rest of your astrological chart. Like it, it is really helpful to know because in a Western chart, like knowing where your Mercury is can really help you know how you think mm. um, and how you communicate. I am a Gemini for my Mercury. So I tend to talk fast, think fast. I like to explore lots of different mental topics in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, but you know, like, is that who I, who I am as a person? Not as much. I'm more my sun sign. Um, so it's the same idea in a, in, in, we just often use the term wave spell because it's like a whole wave up and down. Okay. And yeah. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger from there. And there's all sorts of terminology, which I feel like is more confusing than helpful. I, I'm glad. Yeah. Sometimes I think when people and I love, I, we had an astrologer on, um, on a previous episode she was great. Like she didn't go into deep, deep um, of the terminology because some people I know when I've heard podcasts like that, I'm like, uh, yeah, you lost me completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have completely, cause that's not my realm of, um, you know, zone of genius at all. So I'm just like, uh, I feel like I just like was talking to someone in a completely different language or talking to like professor in this field and I'm just on the novice level. So can you, now we, we discussed the dream spell, which is really interesting. Um, can you tell me what is a wave spell and what does that mean? So a wave spell is essentially every 13 day period is a wave spell. And then there are, are bigger blocks of wave spells kind of, but basically it's 13 day cycles is usually how it's defined. Okay. Um, and there's a theme for every wave spell and whatever your, whatever day you were born into the beginning of that 13 day cycle, which could be the day you were born. Um, but it might not be, um, you know, one in 13 chance, uh, that will be like your life theme. So there's a continuous theme for 13 days Okay. And then the theme shifts. Um, and so if you're born there, it gives you that theme. But just in pragmatic everyday terms, you know, whatever wave spell we're currently in is where our current theme is. Um, right now we're in the wave spell of the red serpent, which is all about survival and, you know, following our instincts and really tapping into our life force. So that's going to flavor everything for that 13-day cycle. Yeah, and it's and you can see that that's kind of what's going on in the world around us, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Not to get all political, but like, no, definitely, it's what you is what you see kind of in the world around you for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, on a micro and a macro level. Yeah. The other day I was like, why do people keep cutting me off? And then I was like, oh, right. Red surf and dream spell. It's just happening. It's just happening. Yeah. It's, um, and then I guess even the weather playing into that because we but both where you live and where I live, it's really nasty weather outside as we're recording this. And so everyone is in that like survival mode. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, like it's Armageddon. And I'm like, it, it's a, store, a snowstorm. Like you're going to survive. <laughs> you're going to survive. It's not not that deep it's not that deep i like the fact that you talked about comparing like Mayan astrology systems to western where are some other similarities to to western astrology or to other things i would say to western astrology and i mean i guess are there other um i'm only familiar with western astrology are there other things that it really kind of correlates with um i mean i think it matches up really well with human design in general okay Um, but just to kind of, uh, with Western astrology, so in Western astrology, there is the concept of that you look at the relationship. I mean, Western astrology is extremely mathematics-based. <laughs> Thank God for the internet, because now we don't have to actually do hand calculations, which is how people in the past used to do it. Oh, geez. Um, so you can imagine, like, one little math mistake and the whole chart's wrong. Um <laughs> Now all we do is enter some numbers and click a button and it's done for us. Um, so one of the things they look at is the relationship, say, of, it, um, you know, what are, what are all your houses? And each house carries a representation. Um, and then, you know, are planets in whichever house they're looking at? Because some houses may have no planets in them. Some houses may have four or five. Um, it kind of just depends. And then then you also have to look at the relationship between the houses um, and any associated planets. So it's like it's layer upon layer upon layer. In Mayan astrology, you can get a lot of the same information without having to sit there and work through layers, Mm. which I personally find really helpful. So just to give a personal example, so I have the planet Saturn, which is associated with work, um, commitment, ambition, etc. I have that in my fifth house, which is the house of play, creativity, and romantic attachment, which is considered a hard placement, because that is not a particularly comfortable combination of things. I was gonna say, like, it seems like it's like one is very like freeing and, you know, joyful and like playful. And the other one is like, like a workhorse. So I could just kind of see like, I mean, I'm just imagining like a relationship, right? Like if one was very carefree and childlike and then the other person in the relationship is very like structured and like we got we got goals we got to achieve and we don't have time to play, there could be a little bit of a conflict. Right. Until one of my friends who I was studying Western astrology with at the time said, you know, like maybe it's because your work is supposed to be fun. Like maybe that's what it's trying to tell you is like your Saturn isn't about like following these strict rigid rules. It's about like, it's in your house of play, your house of fun. So it's about like, you're supposed to be having fun with your job. Like, and if you're not, then you're going to get in trouble with Saturn. Who's kind of like the school principal. (laughs) Um, If you're personifying the planets. Um, So anyway, so that took a lot for me. Mm. My work is supposed to be play. And I'm like, well, dang, if I had just listened to that a year and a half ago when I did that reading, I wouldn't have gotten so worked up over this whole Saturn in the fifth house business. And at the time when you got the Saturn in the fifth house business, were you on this route of um, doing the Mayan astrology or were you doing something else at that point in time? 
I mean, I had, I had, I was in the process of doing my Mayan training, um, but I just wanted to learn more about Western astrology because I was like super confused. Like they said most like 97 or something percent of Americans know their sun sign, but they know nothing else about astrology. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious, like I wanted to learn more because I have a Gemini mind. I really wanted to learn more. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow. So I went through like all this angst trying to figure this thing out. And in my astrology, it was right there. Super obvious, super easy to understand, super accessible. Um, and, you know, which is not to, to downplay Western astrology. I think it certainly has a lot to offer. Um, but I feel like Mayan astrology is really easily accessible, even just on an intuitive level. And it doesn't like, it doesn't require all this math. Um, and it, it taps more into our feminine, into our yin, instead of uh, Western astrology is more yang, more masculine, more assertive. Okay. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Cause I felt like everything that you were talking about in both of the readings that we've had it really resonated with me. Whereas when I've had other astrology things and I even had like um, my whole year astrology um, chart done for Western astrology and I'm reading through it. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. I probably picked up maybe about 10% of this page and that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when you were kind of talking, I'm like, oh yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I could see where that has played out. Um, and it's probably, you know, very similar correspondence but the way that you were able to relay the message to me clicked with me versus when i looked at western astrology it's just i asked maybe for me it's so far out there i'm like um sure maybe i could see that happening not sure okay (laughs) Um, exactly i really think that this like taps into our soul on a really deep level and western astrology i think tends to end more in our heads which is fine yeah, it's just to me, it's not as powerful. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting, for sure. Um, I don't know, I, like, like I said, having that reading with you has been um, something that I've been telling a lot of my friends, are like, oh my gosh, like this, this lady knows me like dead on. It's really, it's really <laughs> quite, quite phenomenal, um, for sure. Um, so if you have not had a Mayan... Um, chart reading definitely definitely i will um in the show notes we'll have all the information on how you can get in touch with piper but i definitely urge you to try it it's um it's very transform transformational um it was it i could see like even now and it's only been a week i think since we've had the reading how things are kind of coming into play and um just today i got a couple of phone calls and i was like oh my gosh yep yeah, Piper was dead on. <laughs> Piper was dead on. And I'm like, I'm putting some stuff out there in the universe and it's coming through. So that's that's awesome. So can you help us explain how the Mayan system can help um, help you even as if you're like environmental um, environmentalism as a passion or you feel like you're super overwhelmed? Like what's what's some of the benefits of this? Because I think um, we discussed this after our reading. This There has been a lot of negative connotations when it came to Mayan astrology in the past. Um, and I'd love for you to kind of dive a little bit into the, the that so that you can kind of demystify that, but um, really interested on how it can also play in um, form of like environmentalism and like how you can really tap into it when you're starting to feel super overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. 
So there's a variant of Mayan astrology that has become very promoted by certain certain tribal lineages, and I don't really want to get into which ones, who had some Mayan ancestry. Either they didn't understand what they were being told, or they didn't like it. So there was some editing that went on. Um, and so, like, for example, if you go on the internet and you just look for, like, Mayan horoscope, you'll frequently end up with something where um, they'll use the Mayan word. It will usually just have this one word. And that's usually how you know that it's a variant of Mayan astrology. And it tends to be quite negative. Like when I read those, I'm like, wow, like if I read this, I'd be really disgusted with the fact that I have this as my birth sign. Like it just, mm. just does not make me feel good. It doesn't resonate with me on any level. Basically, they're going with the, the 20 glyph symbols, like the white dog, the blue monkey, the blue eel, the white wind, the yellow sun. Um, they're going with those, and then they're leaving out the component of the tones. And that the combination of the 20 glyphs and the 13 tones are what makes this version of Mayan astrology line up the best with what the temple images demonstrate. And it allows you to actually get the real nuance because a tone really changes everything. It's not like, not everybody who's a blue monkey is exactly the same. You actually connect very differently. Um, So my teacher and I, for example, are both electrics. Um, And and so consequently, when we talk to each other, like we like get revved up on each other's energy. So after like a 20 minute conversation, we're both like, oh, we could do stuff for hours. Like we're really hyper. If I am, because we're both electric and we connect energetically because of that. If I'm talking to somebody who's a rhythmic blue monkey, I can understand them, but I do not have that same electric resonance with them. Okay. Um, So that tone component being left out of these lineages, and I'm not sure why, but it is, it really changes the whole way that the, it comes out. It's like putting salt instead of baking soda in a recipe, just because they're both white doesn't mean that they're going to do the same things. Yeah. You might be wondering like, mm, yeah, so my muffins are seem really salty today. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So there is that path. Um, and that led to a lot of people thinking that Mayan astrology in 2012 was saying that the world was going to end, for mm-hmm. example, because that was that it, it's from that same lineage. That's where that comes from. Gotcha. Um, actually in Mayan astrology, they believe that the world goes through cycles that are 5,200 years long. And that was, and the reasoning for that exact number is all about some math that is like not particularly helpful for the daily astrology purposes at all. It's like very, um, like PhD level in my opinion. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, they basically, the world goes through these cycles. That's the belief. And that was the end of a particular cycle. Oh, okay. Before that cycle started, so a little more than 5,200 years ago, mm-hmm. um, we were largely pre, pre-technological as a species. We didn't have a whole lot technology-wise. This yeah. past cycle was about us developing technology. And then when that cycle ended, the idea was, is that we would be moving past technology. They were, we were, we need to move past technology and tap into our spiritual connection with the universe. 
Gotcha. Hmm. So it's a progression. So we go from being like cave people to having the internet to not even needing the internet. Like I could be able to talk to you just telepathically mm. without having to use a technological medium to make that connection. So it's about an evolution, a spiral evolution of humanity and the plant as a whole. So that's where we are right now. Whereas, although we are technologically advanced, we don't really necessarily need the means of technology to be able to connect with one another. Yeah, exactly. And technology can be um, a little bit limiting because it can make us like it can kind of blind us to other realities. Yeah. You know, if we're out in the woods and we're really busy taking pictures for our Instagram account, are we really engaging with like the amazingness of our natural environment and all the data that's really out there? No, of course not. <laughs> and and I can see that because the conversations I've been having a lot lately with um, a lot of ladies um, in particular is that they miss the, the physical connection of con- of being able to like have that one-on-one connection where they're seeing somebody or like physically being in that space with that other person. Uh, and I love technology for the fact that I'm able to meet amazing people like you. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it also hinders, like you said, if you are so busy and you're caught up with taking Instagram photos and I've been there too, taking Instagram photos or whatever it may be, um, checking your social media feed, checking your emails and all these other kind of things, you miss the present moment and those very precious moments in, in life. Like you really start to also crave that, that interaction, that physical interaction again. Yeah, absolutely. And like our whole connection to our planet in the last 5,200 years has really not been a very healthy relationship, mm-hmm. not sustainable and um, and that's one of the, the, the features of moving post-technological is being able to say, you know, do I really need to keep mining the earth in order to get what we need? Do we really need to keep doing that? Probably not. There's other ways of, you know, gaining what we need to gain. And like not, and it's not, this is not about being anti-technology. It's just about saying technology isn't enough. It's not going to give us that deep soul connection. Yeah. And in fact, the planet is the planets, um, the tectonic plates and stuff, and in um, the Earth's physical shape actually means that certain sections of the Earth have different information for us. That is why the whole Earth isn't all the same. You know, there's different animal life, there's different plant life that'll grow, and it doesn't mean it couldn't have grown somewhere else, you know, because as we've moved plants and animals around the world, you know, they can do fine there, but that just wasn't where they were supposed to be. And so if you know your, your dream spell sign, then you can also know which part of the earth has a special importance to you as an individual, because each part of the earth has the same as a sign associated with it as well. And that's like your special responsibility. If you're interested in doing it, which hopefully everyone is, at least on some level, Hmm. Um, everybody has a part of the earth that's really meant for them. And I'm lucky because the blue monkey is most of the United States. Okay, cool. I'm I'm interested in knowing like where my section of the earth is supposed to be. That's really quite interesting for sure. Yeah, definitely. Let me, hold on. I'll see if I can find yours real quick. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Because you're an eagle sign, right? Yes. Yeah. So yours is like new. It's uh, it's like New England, middle and eastern Canada up through Greenland. 
that's your oh. special area of influence. Okay. I was going to say maybe it would be Germany as I'm heading there <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the week. Um, but cool. Okay. And actually, that's where like, I have um, my cousin over that way. She's been trying to pull me to come out that way for quite a while. And I'm like, ah, it's cold. <laughs> I don't like to leave cold spots for colder spots. <laughs> but maybe in the summertime, I will try to do my influence over that way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. So, and it's, and I think it's really helpful because to know like what your area of influence is, because otherwise it's just too overwhelming because you look at the whole planet and you're like, everything is drowning and problems. And that's just overwhelming and not very helpful. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. On top of all the other things that you're dealing with on a day to day basis, um, as much as you want to save the world, it really starts at one spot at a time. So, knowing like you said, knowing your area and where you can kind of focus your energy on that when you're not feeling overwhelmed and depleted and, you know, that, oh, I, you know, I want to do so much, but I don't feel like I have the time or the energy or the resources to do it all. So my, it's like, you know, what is it, Clint, like the Adopt-A-Road programs, kind of the same concept. Yes. Yes. So what are some, um, for giving just like a reference uh, for the listening audience, what are some famous figures out there? Um, and they're Mayan dream spells. So um, if people are listening to this and they're like, okay, you know, where's the connection? Like, can you, can you connect or help them connect some of these people that they might see on a day-to-day basis or know about and their actual dream spell? So I, I've picked two people that I did when I was practicing, you know, doing readings when I was learning. And it was really interesting because um, my teacher didn't tell me who these people were. She was just like, I'm going to give you a birthday. And then you tell me what you get from the birthday. Like do a reading of the birthday. And then after you're done, I'll tell you who it is. And it was oh, just okay. really funny to me because um, with this one, I ended up guessing that um, it was somebody who was a public figure of some kind. I said, you know, maybe an artist, maybe a um you know, movie star or something like that. That's kind of what I ended up with. Um, and it ended up being Marilyn Monroe. Oh, cool. I was like, and she was like, yep, I was laughing. I was like, yeah, you got it. Um, Marilyn Monroe was a white solar wizard. Um, solar meaning that like she had a strong sense of purpose um, in her life. Like she wanted things. And when she wanted them, she really knew how to go for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the wizard is the energy of being um, enchanting, being able to receive and being kind of timeless. And if you just think about Marilyn Monroe as a person, like that definitely describes who she was. Oh yeah. She still is. Like people still reference her. Yeah. Super iconic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and she was guided by um, the power of the heart. Follow your heart, follow your her sense of love and loyalty, but her big challenge was the yellow seed, which is about like paying attention to the details about staying focused, staying present. And she had some trouble with that lesson. Um, if you look at her life, like that just was not something she did very well at all. She kind of tended to go off into dreamland a little bit too much instead of staying present and focused. So, you know, you can kind of just look at her life and be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, that makes sense, which is really interesting. Um, the other one that, and I did not pick them to be controversial. I picked them because I thought it was really interesting. My personal feelings about this person. 
I would love for you. Could you can you explain um, before saying their name? Uh, and I feel like I know who it is. But before you um, before you say the actual name, can you give the description of it so that the listening audience can sit there and think of who it might be and then reveal their name? Sure. Um, so this person um, has the birth dream spell of the blue electric hand. So the electric part means they're really good at connecting with people. They're here to be people, people um, in one level or another. That's really important to them. They don't, this kind of person does not do well as a hermit. Um, they tend to shine when they can connect with others. The blue hand um, is a really powerful energy. It has the energy of healing, accomplishing, and knowing. Um, and something to keep in mind with, and every sign has like its upside and its downside. So with the blue hand, it can be the hand that heals or the hand that hurts. Mm -hmm. um, and just for context, um, my husband has this, has the, is a blue hand. Um, unfortunately, so was Adolf Hitler. My husband is nothing like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> um, but you know, so it, it can be very accomplishing and it can be healing. Um, and it can be accomplishing and hurting as well so it kind of just depends but this is has is someone who has a really high potential to help others and to get a lot done with others and to serve others this is somebody who is guided by the power of magic the power of illusion the power of play his life lesson is about how to um, connect with others and connect to his roots and use his roots to find his way through the world effectively. Mm -hmm. um, he allies really well with somebody who has the um, strengths of influence, wisdom, and free will. That is not something he naturally possesses so much, but can really lean into that energy. Um, and has the natural gift of the wizard, um, enchantment, receptivity, and timelessness. And then just for context, so when I say the name, the wave spell, so the life, major life purpose, life influence for this person is the red serpent as well. So that's the energy of wanting to survive, wanting to make it. Um, and this is the Mayan chart for President Donald Trump. Um, so and he, you can tell he's a people person. It's really important to him to connect with other people. Yes. Um, sometimes to the point that he may be willing to give up his integrity to get along with somebody like say to one person, I never said that. And to someone else like, Oh yeah, I totally believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. Although that could also just be because he's a politician, um, <laughs> but it's really important to him to connect with people. He does not do well. Like late at night, he gets on Twitter. He needs to connect. <laughs> um, you know, and he's guided by the power of magic. He is nothing if not a showman all about that illusion and play and magic. And like, that's really important to who he is. Yes. You know, and he has that wizard ability of being like really enchanting. Like when he chooses to be, he can be really enchanting. He's not. Yeah. He's very like, you know, just come to me, just give me, you know, give me your support. I, I'm here for you. Um, you know, and people really respond to that. Um, and, you can see in his behavior, he's, he's got that red serpent energy going on. I need to live. I need to survive. I've got to get, you know, I've got to take care of me first. Mm -hmm. um, and that wave spell can make a really big difference. 
Um, so for someone else, they might not have, they might have everything else the same, but they might have a different wave spell, like the wave spell of the white dog, the wave spell of loyalty. And then their life thing could be all about like, how can I prove that I'm loyal and how can I show that I'm really here to help people and, um, support them. So, um, but when I did this reading, I was like, oh, I know exactly who this is. This is so clear to me who this is, you know, but it, it really doing this for me, at least, gave me a lot of um, insight into who he is as a person. Like, you know, he, he feels like he's got to make it. And for some people, survival means at everyone else's expense. Other people, it would go either way. And he has a lot of potential here to do a lot of healing um, if he wants to. True. But as I said, this is also Adolf Hitler's sign, the blue hand. So it can be a very positive sign. It can also be a very negative sign. Yeah. It depends on the user. <laughs> very, very, very true. I mean, he definitely has a huge influence. Um, and so what he decides to do with that influence is completely up to him. Um, but I, I like that. Like you, you could definitely tell as you are going through it, it's like, you, you know, your mind's like thinking like, okay, who do I know that's like that? Especially, you know, as a public figure. So it's someone that you've definitely seen in the news recently. And then once you reveal the name, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, I can see all those qualities. And that's very similar when I had the reading when you were kind of talking, because I know, of course, it was about me, but it was just like, wow, like she's she's talking about some stuff, like when I, childhood stuff, <laughs> childhood qualities and traits <laughs> that people wouldn't know about unless, I, you know, they grew up with me. And some of the people that I grew up with, we probably don't even remember these things. So um, that was what I thought was very interesting. Like when you started talking, um, on the first time we had a session, I was like, oh my goodness, she, like, this is stuff I haven't, these are traits that I like had as a kid, but don't really express that well now. Because <laughs> uh, I've, you know, changed since then, but for her to know this and she, all she knows is my birthday and my name, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. For yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure definitely having you on um, the show. Are there any resources that you recommend if someone wants to dive a little bit deeper? Um, like I said, definitely. If you have not had a Mayan chart reading, um, get one done with Piper. All information will be in the show notes on how you can reach it. So don't worry if you're driving. You're like, I don't know how to do it. I will ask um, Piper in a, in a moment to give it out audio version of it. But also, um, it will be in the show notes. Are there any resources that you find have been very useful along your journey that if someone wants to kind of take a little deeper dive and learn a little bit more about, uh, about this whole process? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the best websites to look at that does follow um, this version of Mayan astrology is Law of Time. Okay. Org. Um, it's really good. I think it's really accessible. If you're somebody who's a little more interested in learning about kind of more of the, like, if you're like, this all sounds kind of like a little overly mystical and like, I want to see the actual data. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you want to kind of get into that, you can read the book, The Mayan Factor by Jose Arguel. Arguelas? I don't know how to pronounce a double L in Spanish. I want to go with Welsh, which is to pronounce it as a Y, but that's probably not correct. <laughs> but either way, um, it, you know, it, it's a really good book, um, but he really gets into a lot of the terminology. And like, I read about like two pages at a time and then I have to like digest it because he gets into all of the math and all of the... Um, the angles and you know how everything moves and he knows all the names for everything 
Um, but if you want to do a really deep dive, then that's a really great book to look at, but kind of just to start with, I would look at lawoftime.org because it's, it's really accessible information and it's really a fun place to start exploring because it's really, it really is a magical, magical world full of a wonderful amount of information. Um, Mm. that I feel like everyone would benefit from, from learning. I'm going to take a look at that today. Thanks for sharing those two things. And um, for people to get in contact with you, again, I'll leave the information in the show notes for those of you that are not able to write it down. But if they would like to get in contact with you and set up, um, set up a Mayan astrology reading, how would they be able to go about doing that? Um, so you could go to my webpage, sparkleandenchant.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page with the same name. Um, or I post a lot on Instagram, um, Piper underscore Flanagan underscore salon, which I know is a mouthful. So I probably would just look at the show notes for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. So you're probably like, ah, say that again. <laughs> yeah, I could spell it out, but I feel like whenever I listen to somebody spelling it out, I'm like, I don't have a pen. It doesn't help me at all. Yeah, exactly. Just go in the show notes and you'll find it there. You can just easily copy and paste it and find it in uh, Instagram. Uh, but I, again, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the show. Love, love, love learning more about this. And I'm always going to say it again to the listening audience. If you have not had a Mayan astrology reading, get one. Piper is great at this. You, your mind will just be blown away, um, even if it's you know a shorter reading or a longer reading, whatever it may be. Both sessions I've had with her have been absolutely um, blown away for sure. And they can be able to book all the information um, or they will be able to book with you on your website too, Piper? Yeah, they can. Or if they want to just um, send me a message, that's fine too. Okay, great. Well, great. Thank you so much for coming out um, for the show today. I really, really appreciate you sharing your wisdom when it comes to the Mayan astrology. I hope that your listening audience out there, I really hope that you've learned a lot. And if you have any other questions, shoot it over to Piper. She's a wealth of knowledge on on this topic. And um, I'm sure she will probably give you a couple other resources that would be very useful if you want to dive a little bit deeper into this. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks, you too, in the camera. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast guest as much as I did. And if you missed the last retreat, which I know some of you did, but are interested in attending our next one that we are hosting, It will be September 27th to the 29th, but this is just for the ladies out there. This retreat is called Shakti Rising, and trust me, you are not going to want to miss this. We have three days of spirituality, of sisterhood out in beautiful Ortonville, Michigan, in which we are doing things like fire ceremonies. We are doing tea ceremonies, forest immersions, tons of amazing yoga to open up the chakras. We are also doing lots of meditations, women's lodges, um, nutritional aspects, and so much more. You are not going to want to miss this as we are bringing in yogis, spiritual workers, we are bringing in health coaches, and an awesome vegan chef. 
So if you are interested and you want to learn more, please, please, please go over to the show notes. I will be leaving the information right there. You want to book your spot as quickly as possible because I have a feeling that this is going to sell out. You do not want to miss out on this. So again, go to the show notes, check it out, and book as quickly as possible. You are not going to want to miss out on this, especially if you just need to escape for three days and be with like-minded people. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.